Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code STEVE, S-T-E-V-E. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOsports.com. The original moto podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX Podcast Southwick Wrap-Up. Thanks, everybody, for listening. The uh, three musketeers on the line are myself, Steve Mathis, my boss, Jason Wygant. Yeah. And my friend, my partner, and an actual real live racer, Jason Thomas. At least one of those are not true. I'll let you decide. <laughs> um, okay. JT, uh, let's first touch on your race. Uh, Absolutely. Here's a couple of things, and I know you don't care. 21-22 on the day. Unbelievable. You eat sand. You have sand in your ears, up your ass, everywhere, and you got no points, and you rode your balls off. That's really disheartening. Yeah, it wasn't ideal. Um, The first mode, I was really not happy when I came in because it was so close, and I I tried, like, really hard the first moto, all moto, to try to get points, and then I just barely missed it. Oh, Tyler Rattray. Really, Tyler Rattray was yeah. ahead of you, so he must have got, got yeah. you late in the race. Yeah, he did. He got me with, like, one lap to go. <laughs> so I was really pissed off. And, and then uh, the second moto, I didn't ride very well. I, I just kind of, uh, it was more my fault, so I wasn't as mad. I was just kind of like, yeah, well, that's what I get. You know, I deserved it more than, more than any. <laughs> right. Whatever. Um. And also, not that you care about this at all, either. Wygant, without looking at the point sheets, or maybe you have them in front of you, what do you think a 21-22 gets you overall? Ooh, should I look it up or should I just guess? Just guess. What do you think? Okay, I'm, I'm one click away. All right, I'm not going to click. 21-22. 24. No. Why? Thomas got 27th overall with that. What? 27th overall. Not that it really matters because there's no points involved again, but yeah, 26 guys got one point at some point or another. Well, it's this pro pro scoring system we have where if you get one point, then you automatically go ahead of everyone that didn't, no matter what your finishes were. Right. Which I It was a weird day for the, if you think about Han, Marshall, well, Rattray got one in the first moto, but you had the yeah. results of the two motos were almost like two completely separate races. Like hardly anyone had two mo- decent motos finished. Yeah, it was definitely one of those one of those deals, no doubt. Um, but uh, yeah, it was an interesting day. JT, um, you've raced at Southwick eight million times, and we don't have John Dowd on the line. But John Dowd told me after the race, uh, one of the weirdest Southwicks he remembers, uh, really choppy. Berms didn't flow like they're used to, like he's used to. Uh, very rough. Didn't enjoy the track. Didn't think it was Southwick, per se. Do you agree? Yeah, it was It was definitely <clears throat> different than, you know, when I look back on years of Southwick, 
I wouldn't characterize that as a typical Southwick mm-hmm. by any means. <clears throat> the track was really fast, and it definitely wasn't smooth, um, but it was different. The bumps were closer together and faster and choppy, and um, yeah, the, the <clears throat> it seemed like the, the lines were kind of small, like the berms didn't get real big, and you know, just that typical Southwick feel where you're just railing mm-hmm. these huge berms and all that kind of, it was just more of a kind of a rat race around small berms and really fast, high speed. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, I definitely would, would agree with what he said. Uh, I'll give you guys a little preview of my observations column. Uh, I don't like the direction of the track. And I know I say this every year. I don't like the fact they changed the track. The first turn is still full of incidents. So you don't, you can't tell me that the left-hand turn, you know, allows the rider to use their brake more. Um, don't like it. Don't know why they did it. Got no clue. What do you think, Wygant? Do you like it the old way? Uh, yeah, I have no clue. This is not me with any insider information, but I'm going to assume it's because of the right-hand, left-hand, first-turn situation. Although, Millville seems to work fine, and that thing is, you're hauling ass through there. Yeah. Nobody seems to have a problem with that. I mean, sand is so kind it does of... seem a- to indicate the direction or the shape of the turn makes a bigger difference than the direction, but maybe not. Sand is actual, you know, like a little bit of a natural break, too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, JT? I, I I talked to I talked to Paul Buckley. You know, I mean, he got, guy's got a goddamn berm named after him, so he knows the place well. He said that the he's talked to the owners, and the costs of turning it the other turning it back would be too much because they'd have to move some buildings. But I don't know what buildings they would have to move. I don't get that. But that's yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know what they're talking about with moving buildings around. Yeah, but, but what do you think? Do you like which way do you I don't, like? I don't it? know. I don't mind it. I think it's okay. Um, it would be cool if they switched it back and forth like year to year like they used to. Um, but I yeah. missed the frog pond. I'm not going to lie. I missed the frog pond. But that's definitely not coming back because that was on a, wasn't on their property or something. Well, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. It's never coming back. But right, I right. still miss it. It was rough back there. That was gnarly. I mean, I miss having a rat tail too, but that's not coming back either. You do? <laughs> yes, well, I do. Wygant's in New Jersey right now. I guarantee you he could find you one. Yeah, I probably walk. If it wasn't raining right now, I'd walk outside and find one. But this is coming from a man who had a mohawk and all faux hawk and all that. But the rat tail, no. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I interesting. I was called down by the man to get rid of my mohawk, but yeah, uh, in my heart, never should have bowed to that. Never. You're on your last year, bud. What are they going to do? You know, if they fired you for that, hell hath no fury like my PR campaign for them firing you. Over a hairstyle, like well, the, the problem is, is that yes, it is my last year, but I will be working for them again next year, and relationships continue. And my further, like the jobs that I'm stepping into next year, probably aren't going to be. They're not going to look favorably upon a Mohawk. So. You just like Tony Alessi, you just torch that bridge. You torch that thing out of town. <laughs> yeah, that works out really well. Uh, well, yeah. Um, and we'll touch That's on that. That's why you don't get picked for motocross nations. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that. But I liked it the old way. I like the track better the old way. I just don't think it's as good right now. And John Dowd agrees with me, and that's all I need. That's all I need for that, – That really is the final say. How right. do that? No, absolutely. Also, too, Southwick. Uh, does anyone call it MX338? Just another one of those weird things. We all say Southwick, the town. Yeah, the town. Right. Yep. What did the what did the people I forget? Remember why again we did that piece a few years ago where we had a beer in the Ambet's, you know, the post there. I wonder yeah, what they the, uh, call American it. American Legion. Yeah, American Legion, yeah. 
I don't think they're aware that there's a motocross racetrack still. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Still. Totally. Still haven't figured that out. <laughs> they're like, what's that, um, what's that noise? I did, I did want to, uh, I'm going to educate everyone here who doesn't know. That is an American Legion post. It is not a veteran of four Moors post. Apparently, they are the same thing, but the two sides hate each other. There is a map. You never call an American Legion guy a VFW, and you never call a VFW an American Legion. Like I, I, I apologize thing. if I offended anyone. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, you didn't say it, but I'm sure over the years we've kind of used the two terms interchangeably. Well, I said, Am- said AMVET, which is, could be like oh, a you third did say party. Am- yeah. AMVET. Jeez. Can I, just, yeah. I don't even know what that is. Can I just say that I purchased... Jaws on Blu-ray this morning, as it came out. Today is the first day it came out, and I have it playing here on my TV in front of me. And the reproduction is incredible. I feel like it was filmed yesterday. You, you guys got to see this. The, the, oh, it, I'll be watching it when it, I'm there in three weeks or whenever. Blu-ray. It is. It is the best thing I've ever seen. Jaws. The best way I've ever seen Jaws look. I can see Roy Schneider's nose hairs. How's that possible with stuff that was already done? I guess they took the negative out of the canister, wherever the hell that was, and they went through every scene, somehow restoring it. And dude, it's I can only imagine the racerx comments on the sidetrack we're on right now. I'm just I'm so impressed. I put it on just to to something for I, I I'm watching it going, holy crap. That, color. that wasn't a sidetrack. That was a full-on hijacking. Like okay. It didn't even, wasn't even relevant in any way, shape, or form. Well, Frog Pond, Jaws, <laughs> in the pond, maybe. There's a Bohawk, s- shark fin. There you go. <laughs> All right, back to, the, back to the podcast. JT, you did beat Kurt Caselli by one spot. I did, yes, I did. Uh, Weege, you're the off-road idiot. Uh, uh, you know all about Thank this you. stuff. Have you, did you talk to Thank Kurt? You. What? I did. I did talk to Kurt. Of course you did. Of course, course, I didn't course, talk to him at the end of, of the course day. you talked to him. What, what, uh, what did he decide to do? Why did he come out? What's going on with him? I thought he was back on the West Coast stuff now because he didn't do well in GNCCs, but what's the background on that? Yeah, well, here's the thing. Because um, I work for the GNCC series somewhat, kind of. I still do the TV show. I can say this without hesitation. Um, the reason that Brown has shown up to so many of these lately and the reason Caselli's racing them now is because KTM just dropped out of the work series. They're just done with it. Just out of there, so uh, I think that leaves Kawasaki as the only factory team there. So they got time on their hands. So we've noticed what has Brown been in probably what six of the last seven races or something like that. Yeah, he's like full time racer now, pretty much. And um, Caselli was hurt most of the year, so he was using Southwick to get some racing under his belt. Um, your first professional national ever, so you're going to use to kind of you know get the feet wet, yeah, get get, get yourself situated again. Because um, I'm like, why Southwick, dude? You live in California. Like, why is this the first one ever? Like, why would you never have just raced Len Helen or Powell or something? Right. Well, now he's got a lot of free time in his hand. <laughs> so, like, their main thing, Hay and Brown, is to race Baja, and uh, they don't have many of those every year. There's two. So they got some time. They brought the rig out and everything. They had their off-road rig, right? There. Whole deal. Well, came in handy because they needed to do a pit stop. So it was a good thing they had some experienced pit stoppers. Down there in the mechanics area. Yeah, I have to laugh about that. Um, you, Carlos, can't unscrew a cap and pour gas in. For sure, we better have the Baja guy tell us, Carlos, it's Lefty Lucy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, Dungy talked about it in the press conference. I think maybe Roger talked about it. And that's all yay, well and good, but give me an effing break. 
Good thing. No, because it's not like they would ever use it. The, they don't use that. What do you think? In Baja, they're taking right. metal jugs and just yeah. pouring it in. Exactly. They got, the, they, got, they got the quick fill ones that they're slamming in there. And, and you know, and, and I just I just had to laugh. Like, um, we found a drunken spectator to help us, and he did an awesome job. You may as well just have said that because, you know, I mean, unscrew the cap, pour the gas in, you know, go. So, right. anyways. Interesting Kirk, Kirk Estelle story I have just to add in while we're talking about it. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know Kirk Castelli. He doesn't know me really. I'm, you know, I'm sure he probably knows who I am. I know who he is. Whatever. So I started next to him the first moto, um, just because we qualified, you know, next in times. <clears throat> so as the thirty second board is going up, he bumps me and gives me the good luck sign, and I'm kind of taken aback by this. It's like the oh. Alessi, Alessi move. That's an Alessi move. Absolutely, too. yes. Yeah. Exactly the same. So out of respect, just because it's Kirk Caselli, I you know, give him a thumbs up, you know, good luck, whatever. So then I'm watching because I'm still kind of like, you know, it took me by surprise. So I watch him do it to his left, which is Josh Grant. And I'm laughing because Josh, and Josh Grant made no movement whatsoever, nor did he look over in any way. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> laughing at what Kirk Castelli's probably going through his head, like, oh, you prick. Um, just <laughs> meanwhile, this is the board is up. You're getting ready for your motor. Yeah, yeah, this, we're like, this is literally what you're thinking like about. Five seconds uh, from beginning here. The off-road guys are all just bro- a big brotherhood. He's finding, he's finding out that the moto guys aren't quite the same way. <laughs> Josh Grant will stab. When I first started covering James, it blew my mind when the guys would talk about hollering like for fun at each other while battling for the lead. Yeah. Like yelling like as if like two guys on a trail ride while battling for the race win. Professional riders. Always blew my mind how how that works. Caselli's lucky Grant didn't stick him or something like with a militia issue switchblade. Um flash a gang sign at him. Right. What about did you know that was me or did you think it was a random spectator who yelled at you to kick Weimer's ass? <laughs> No, I, I know your voice too well. Oh, okay. Or else, yeah, but it was pretty funny. Yeah, we both Everything, everything's all quiet, Wygant, behind the staging line, and JT's next to Weimer, and they're backs to me, and I'm yelling from the fence, Thomas, kick Weimer's ass! <laughs> and everybody kind of turns. Did anyone hear the things that somebody, the what, somebody was yelling at Dungey? No. Did anyone hear this? No. Okay, so, and, and I don't want to make, Dungey mad because but every rider heard it and tons of fans heard it. It was totally quiet at times. You know, all these people yeah. are yelling at Dowd and whatever. Right. But well, just there would just, be a moment. To, just to preface the, the the starting gate is right in front of the fans. It used to be closer at Southwick, and RC actually flipped people off one time when I was working for Timmy. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, he actually. Anyway, gave finger. it's so. it's like a yearly tradition that people are chanting right. at riders right. and yelling at Dowd and everything. So. Yeah. If this is going on again. People are yelling all kinds of random stuff. You know, cheering for Dowd, yelling at Dungey, telling you know people are yelling, "Oh, Leslie, this, that, whatever." And every time there would be a, a moment of silence. Literally every time this happened, probably five or ten times, the guy would yell that Ryan Dungey is a virgin. And I swear, every time <laughs> people, we would all start laughing at it. I felt bad for Ryan, right? But the the first time the guy said it, even Ryan was laughing. Yeah, because it's obviously a joke, you know. It's just it was just hilarious. I mean, you get <laughs> that's the great thing about Southwick, and I think Unadilla is kind of the same. Is you just get the rowdiest, yeah, northeast fans that you know just don't care. Well, I mem- literally don't yeah, care. I remember lining up, and this is Dowd's heyday. You know, Henry's heyday. Henry, well, Henry came back. I think he was out of it by then, but he was still racing, taking people out. But um, 
fans are yelling, and you know they're just merciless on RC. Just, just you know, Dad's gonna kick your ass. You know, you suck. You know this and that. And he, and I was always like, oh man, thank God, Ferry. Like he's pretty, pretty mellow, pretty neutral, pretty non-confrontational. You know. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember one time, one guy was like, "Fairy, you suck," and we're like, "That's the best you can come up with. That's the best <laughs> thing you can come up with, Fairy, you suck." Uh, but uh, uh, RC, it's effective, though. yeah, RC. Without looking back, RC just t- put it and just gave the guy the finger. One of the guys a finger one year, and of course that made them laugh and cheer and do even more. You know, so you know the great part of that for me is is actually people were were yelling at me like you know like cheering for me. But they, I think they know that I suck already, so there's really no reason <laughs> to tell me I suck. It's just like uh-huh. beating a dead horse. So it's, I don't, I don't usually only get the upside of that. Right. Oh, that guy's trying his heart out. Let's cheer for him. Not the. Oh, uh, we're not a fan of him. Let's tell him he sucks because right. I want to see somebody cry. Right. Right. Um, okay. Let's get to the race a little bit. The or the the big news was uh, Michael Isley getting effed out of Motocross the Nations before the day. What's that? Um, debatable. You know, have you read uh, Have you read Racetrack's comments? Which, as we know, the comment section <laughs> is the be all end all. It the is. I mean, that is <laughs> it is. Yeah, that is the Bible. That is straight shooting right there. Right. And um, nobody seems to agree. I'm just telling well, you, well, as I've spoken, nobody agrees with all, all, each all other thirty ever on there. Yeah. Does anyone agree with anybody, or are they united on this one? No, I'm pretty. I, I have to admit, um, not. I thought it'd be a lot more back and forth. Not much. Pretty much back, no fourth. Well, I mean, Tony and Mike have made their bed. They have to lie in it. You know, I told a Honda guy, I said, hey, you guys f the Lessie. And he goes, yep. And I go, you f them. You just f them. You know, laughing and joking. He goes, you know what? Go tell Tony we f them. Go tell him that we f him. <laughs> tell him my name. You know, and like, like, there's not a lot of industry people out there that that agree with me. You know, they read and hear us, Weege, uh, that, that think Mike should be on the team. It, it, I... Honestly, let's say Mike was in the points lead. I I don't know. Honestly, there's just not a lot of you guys know. People just think they're kooks. They just they've made their bed. They lie in it, and this is one of the things that happens. And uh, I mean, do you agree, Wygant? Well, I have to say again, going by those comments, that seems to be the universal thought. You know, but never one mind good the season never, doesn't. Well, never mind the, the fans. The points are valid. Never mind that. the fans. Never mind the fans. The industry. Roger, Mitch. Factory Honda guys, people in the pits, just not well, going to... Yeah, no, what, what a couple of the fans said, and I think these points are valid, is one good summer doesn't erase everything you've done in your whole career. It doesn't, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And I hate, I, I hate pointing this out. We've discussed this on the show a lot, and it's a very difficult thing to analyze. But, yes, Mike is doing well this year, and he's second in points in Iwanamoto. But a lot of dudes are out hurt. So it even makes it harder to even understand. If you take away even that, if you even take away the personality of the conflicts they've had behind the scenes, if you even judge it strictly on riding, even that's a hard judgment to make. Is, um, is Michael Lessie beating? Is Michael Lessie beating Villapoto, Chad, Kennard, Stewart? I don't think anything we've seen from him indicates he right. he would. Let's put it this way: yeah. you could not get any closer in speed than Dungeon Reed last year, right? To the point where we were saying they should just have high yeah. high ride and let Chad pass. Unless he at no point has shown that he's at that level. So, in addition, he definitely could have had a high Ryan in the back of the pants there, that's for sure. Right. Um, he, he beat, not only did he beat Ryan Dungey at Washougal, he also seemed to want to pork him after the race, after beating him. 
So he started with the high Ryan, and then he was moving on to more. Uh, he seemed to want a lot more after the race than, than you know. <laughs> but my point is, right. even on the racing side, if you don't, if you already come in not liking them, which most people seem to, um, right. and again for valid reasons, they've, they've done their part to burn those bridges. You could easily pick the results and say, so yeah, big deal. He's the second fastest guy in the 450 class, only because three or four faster guys are out, mm-hmm. and we think that the other 250 guys faster than him. And someone in the comment section actually put the results together from every moto on a 450 Barsha and, and Alessi were in together last year. Mm-hmm. And well, it was pretty telling. Mike Alessi was on, well, I guess he was on a 450 last year. I forgot. Yeah, yeah well, obviously Alessi is doing better this year than he was last year. But right, the point right. is they lined up together a couple times, right? and Barsha was better. So I, I see where these people are coming from. Barsha, the, Barsha's 450 results, everybody remembers Southwick. And Unadilla, they forget. Steel City didn't go well. Uh, I don't think Paulo went well. Paulo, um, you, what do now. you mean? He came two laps from winning the overall. Yeah. At exactly. Paula? Yeah. The last moto of the year, Dungey only passed him with like two laps to go. He pretty much yeah, had them he, beat. He passed Chad. He passed Chad and then went yep. so like two laps to go. Was I drunk? I, I, that was his best race. That's when I became a believer. Remember last year you were on. Ping and IFK saying that we weren't that impressed. But to me, Barsha getting, you know, yeah. being the third fastest guy at Southwick or third fastest guy at Unadilla was one thing. But when he almost won the overall at Pala, when the other two guys were fighting okay. for their lives and a championship on the line, I was like, wait a minute. I was saying that he wrote, I thought he wrote, he rode five races on a 450. He had three good ones and two bad ones. That's what I thought, like looking overall. For whatever reasons. I thought maybe. Even Steel City wasn't horrible. He went like 4-3 or something like that. I think but he, he was pulled, battling no, with Metcalf most of the day. I think he pulled out one moto. Crash or something, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But anyways. He um, did pull out. That's right. He did pull out of a moto. But at that point, yeah. I think he was in third or fourth. He never had a moto where he was just out of it. Like, he was just an eighth. Right. Um, he's in the hunt every time. Well, yeah. You know what? And and, and, and he's going to do well. It's going to work out okay. It's going to be fine. The USA is so deep. So many great guys. It's going to be fine. I'm also not going to torch Team USA compound. Like I said, that was an idle threat. To, to intimidate people into selecting Alessi. Speaking, speaking of Alessi, though, is it <clears throat> when you look at Michael Alessi historically, pretty much every high pressure situation, he has done something erratic. Is that is that fair to say? Well, how many has he no, been in besides besides? What do you think? What do you mean by that? Besides the I mean, champion? Okay, Ivan Tedesco obviously stands out. Right. Um, yep. You know, Percy, pretty much every year he's gone there, he's fought somebody French. Somebody that speaks French, he's going he's gonna to fight with. Um, any, any title, con- it just seems like any title contention, high-pressure situation, he does something that is inadvisable. I just, I get that feeling from looking at him over the years, that he doesn't handle 10 situations that well. Okay. And it's, there's no bigger pressure cooker than motocross nations. I, I just feel like that that has to play a part into it somewhere. If you look at his international races, he's had a lot of controversy. Is that is that fair to say? I'd like to see him try yeah. to do his gate jump, his gate jumping trick at the Disney. Exactly. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if you look at all the shenanigans, fighting, um, right? You know, weird stuff that goes on, stuff that you're just like shaking your head about. Right. That's, you don't want that at Nations. You want a guy that is rock solid, 
You know, you know what you're right. going to get. You know what to expect. There's not going to be anything stupid going on. You, you just can't have that stuff at that, that what, race. What was the race? Do. What, what was the this race? This is where people say, "Wait a minute, what happened to Barsha at Paris this year?" But you're right. <laughs> In general, yeah, I, I'm not saying I'm not excusing no, Barsha either. I'm just saying if right. you want a reason to to maybe say Mike's not the right guy for it, he's what, given you that. He's given you reason. What was the race before Washougal? Millville. Millville. Yeah. yeah, I talked to Mitch Payton at Millville about Alessi, and let's just, there was just no way. There's no way Mike Genova and Mike Alessi and Tony Alessi are going to be were going to be on that team. There's just no way they were never thought about it. They were never considered. They were written off early. They're not part of the the, the clique. And on top of that, Mike's results, like you said, Barsha was faster, and it just wasn't going to happen. I think the problem is the results were the results were good enough to get on, but they weren't overwhelmingly enough where you couldn't deny them. Right. If there was, if Andrew Short was giving the exact same result, or Tedesco a few years ago, whatever, you know, maybe he gets the nod. The problem is they come in with a huge hole dug, and then getting second in a whole bunch of motos thirty seconds behind Dungey isn't enough to overwhelm all that. Right. Now you're saying if he was even in the points lead, they might not pick him, and maybe you're right. But I'm just thinking that the results weren't good enough to overcome all the bridges they had burned. And like you said, they torched them. They they dug that for themselves. Yeah. No. The the factory Honda guy was telling me to go over and make sure that they knew that this guy effed them. So um. I want I want someone speaking of the Michael Essey situation. I want someone to make a video of the whole Washougal, you know, hugging that whole deal, and then set it to the song "Call Me Maybe." I want a, a music video of that situation made to call me maybe. Anybody out if there? If anyone out there wants to do that, that would be great. I would enjoy that very much. Will, will you give them a jersey? Uh, I will give, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, Tuesday today, I'd say by Friday, racer, we will see this. Um, what about <laughs> what we done? Uh, what about uh, what about the pit stop? Good move by KTM. I talked to Carlos after the race, his Dungey's mechanic. And uh, he said that he doesn't think they'd make it. They spilled out a lot of gas. They actually looked at the TV feed, Weege. Did you know that? Somebody showed them the TV feed of the crash before they made the decision. To... Yeah, don't you give credit. Um, there are monitors under that mechanics tent. Yeah. For starters, right? Yeah. But um, Dungey said that someone gave us the footage. So I, don't know, I don't know. Or they just, we replayed it a bunch because yeah. we were wondering the same thing. Right. Um, uh, good. The point we were making, I mean, how much, what's the gas tank in that bike? Two gallons, maybe? Yeah, maybe. So if you see a lot of gas pouring, like, you don't need to lose a lot. Like, no. A quarter, that's 25% of the gas tank would fall out in about no. 30 seconds. And it was a good move. And I don't know if you got this on TV, Weech, because the motors haven't been shown yet. Today they're supposed to be on. Um, mm -hmm. But he, he slowed down one lap, the lap before, and looked at the mechanics area, and, like, that cost him the win right there, the lap before, not being sure that whether to pull in or not. Yeah, because I believe he had pulled out to like an eleven second lead. So then we figured, okay, he's going three seconds a lap faster, so we'll have a whatever, a fourteen second lead the next time around. Yeah. But the next time around the gap stayed the same. Although it was impressive that even riding like that, no one could even close the gap on him. Yeah. It just stayed even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um good move by the KTM guys though. That was that was cool. That saved him that saved him a win, no doubt. Um, well, he said after the race that they looked at how much gas they had, and they don't think they even had another lap in them. Like, yeah. if they hadn't pulled him in. And the other danger is, of course, you know, if the bike doesn't just coast to halt, you could be in a lot worse shape than that, but then cuts out. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about Barsha's. Uh, why again, I wrote that going for the W for Barsha um, about Southwick, 
And, uh, man, you know who's even better at Southwick? Tyler Rattray. He, he, yeah. he actually he's better than Barsha at Southwick when you look at the last three years. He has better performances, more points, I bet, you scored. Um, well, they kind of split motos quite a bit. And um, Barsha went DNF 1 on a 450 last year. That's not too shabby. Yeah, but still. Yeah, but still. Okay, gotcha. Good point. Good point. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, uh, but no, Rattray, man. Uh, um, you know, he qualified. He qualified third fastest, I think. And um, his, we we were wondering what was going on after Washugo when he was all depressed, and and that was it. But and but man, he was he was he's good at Southwick. He's good in the sand. Not going to not going to destinations though. Uh, got really? Got to get a plate taken out of his hand. And plus, South Africa seems to be in the same sort of clown show vicinity like Canada. So. Not going to destination. Swanepoel's hurt, hurt too. So, I guess that I don't even know if they're going to field the team. Yeah, wow, that's unfortunate. At one point in the in the first moto, I believe Mike Brown and John Dowd were like fourth and fifth fastest in that particular lap. Does that J- JT? Does that? I mean, I, I I heard people in the pits, some industry people saying that's disgusting that these kids are getting beat like this and. All those guys that Dowd and, and, and Brown should beat should hang it up right now, i.e. you. Um, I'm, I got three races left, bro. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of guys. Uh, do you agree with any of that? I, my, my take is, like, it's Southwick. Like, it's different. And, yeah, they're killing it. These guys are old, and Brown got sixth overall, and Dowd did awesome. But to me, it's a, it's a Southwick thing and not – you put Mike Brown and John Dowd week in and week out in the National Series, and they're not doing as well. I don't think. Do you agree? Well, I think Southwick is definitely a different race uh, than normal, for sure, without a doubt. It's uh, especially for Dowd. It's a such a local event and such firsthand knowledge of the track and all those things. But Mike Brown's been competitive all year. Um, it's not like Mike Brown is a part-time racer. This guy lives and breathes dirt bike racing, and that's all he does. It's not like he's, you know hanging out during the week and then showing up on the weekends or whatever. He He's very much as involved as he's ever been. Um, it just may be a little bit. His discipline is not exactly motocross all the time. So mm-hmm. um, from speaking with him, I know he's, he's riding just as much as he ever did in training and all those things because he's trying to win that work series. So, uh, and, and you have to remember, too, you're dealing with some of the best riders ever. You know, these guys were, you know, some of the best riders ever, and their longevity is such a an uncommon thing. You're not just dealing with you know the average racer who's now forty years you know forty something years old. Uh, it's very unique cases and very uncommon. So um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's remarkable what they're doing. I can tell you that. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't I don't look at it so negatively upon the guys that are racing now as I do more favorably upon those two. Right, I agree. That, make, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I agree. I, I I think that's a little harsh for people in the pits to say that all you guys that are getting beat should hang it up. Quote unquote. Well, yeah, they. I mean, okay, sign up and come come beat us. Come replace us. Then if it's that <laughs> easy, come replace us because like the the winner of the Loretto Lens Pro Sport class, you know that they're everyone is you know saying that everyone is so slow now. He he didn't qualify this weekend, so clearly it's not that easy. What? What are you talking about? Uh, I'm just saying, like, if everyone thinks that we're so terrible out there, like yeah. the the guy that just won the best, the open pro sport class at Loretta Lens, K 
came to yeah, South Wick and the Wentland. bus and didn't get home. Who, who was it? I don't know who you're talking about. Jesse, Jesse Wentland. Oh. Yep. Yeah. So oh, okay. I, I, yeah. clearly we're not going that slow. Right. Um. Hey, David Millsaps, Wygant, 7-6, and he got lucky with the fourth overall for sure, but um, I didn't think he'd do that well. I, I did not. Yeah, it was pretty fun job, uh, atmosphere bro. there because they needed him to ride. He said he only ridden three days. Millsaps usually never also want to overstate, you know, the disadvantages that he has coming into the race. Never. <laughs> never, never. <laughs> they did only ridden riding for three days, and every ligament was torn off my ankle, torn off the bone. <laughs> right. Um, and I'm like, so how long does it take to heal like 100%? He's like six or seven months. And I'm like, so you're going to be jacked up to next year through next season, right? He's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much going to be good. I'm looking forward to an off-season where I'm actually healthy and I can ride the whole time. So I was kind of confused. <laughs> <laughs> you, Six, seven months it, to heal, but it's been just, like two months and he's already putting himself up. And yeah, if you pulled off, it gave him a reason. If yeah. he did great, no, and, and that's what the Honda guys said all the time that it would be, hey, Davey, what's up? Hurt my shoulder this week. Hurt my, you know, all the time. Like there was something that they're like, okay, we got it. Shoulder this week. You know what I mean? And, and <laughs> it's not that he's, it's, it's, it's a, it's some sort of self defense mechanism or something. Yeah. I, I don't know, but it's um, just an out. It's basically giving himself an out if things go bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he wrote anyway, that's, good. That becomes a habit. I think that becomes a habit. I you agree. are always looking for a reason to do poorly. Right. Not that he always does poorly, but if you do, then it's like, oh, it's because of this. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, yeah. And just right, like that age-old thing, it wasn't. It wasn't me. It was this reason. And just like Jayla, like near the end of Jayla, he was incapable of running around in sixth and seventh and eighth or whatever. He he just pulled off. He would just pull off, and because he just you know whatever couldn't handle it or, or something like that, and. It was like it gets easier and easier, bro. Every time to do that, and he just and just like Josh Grant and these guys, they need to just get six and sevens and all that. So I don't know. It does get easy. Um, Why again? Your your guy Justin Brayton did not have a good day. Nineteen thirty three. Pretty much anything bad that could have happened went bad there. Yeah, it was like but based on TV show, I I thought we had a replay of the first moto. Of him, oh, here's the field three quarters of a lap in, and here's Brayton in the second turn kicking his bike. And then yeah. in the second moto, it was like, I think the exact same thing. <laughs> um, and I'd I have to assume that those results, there was probably even more cause, uh, than that. Why? You know what I mean? He crashed more, bad. More he crashed yeah. bad the second moto right next to me. I mean, I couldn't have been any closer without being on his bike. Right. And it was not a good crash. Um, the uh, Jake Weimer, too, he split right after the race, and I. I was texting back and forth. I'm like, hey, what, what was up with your day? And I said, it just seemed like a lot of crashes. And then he texted me back and said, yeah, and then I crashed again. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. you just seem to crash all the time. He's like, I was just crashing. Just crashes. So, did not yeah. a good day for, for Weimer either. Unless he may have that runner-up spot locked down at this point. I, I don't know. I wasn't listening. Sorry, did I miss something? Let's just move on. Why? What's wrong? What? I didn't. I mean, I. I never said that they were they were close on speed, right? Did oh. I? Okay. Yeah, no, I, I I win, I win, dude. We all. I know. never I never said but, that. No, I, I've won this argument. I'm proving to be smarter every week. It seems like. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Tommy Hahn, third place, first moto. Good good job for Tommy, but uh, as usual, just crashes in the second crashed out in the second moto. But still, it's a start. Third, he does good at that track. He's a good sand rider. He's always been that way. Wait, I thought he was mad. That people said that he only did well there because he can only ride in sand. Didn't he say he's mad about that? Yeah, yeah, that's what people were saying. I don't know who these people were. Somebody also said his career was over. Um, I don't know who these well, people are, but he won Steel City, so I don't think of him as a sand guy. He just rides good in the sand. But This is something that only 
<laughs> this is an awesome story from our good buddy Steve Cox. Um, we were talking about Han in the press tonight after the race, and uh, I'm like, "Yeah, Han called somebody out on the podium and said, um, you know, to that guy that said my career is over, this podium's for you." And everybody's like, "Who was that? Who do you think that was? Did, you, did he say?" And I'm like, "No, I haven't had a chance to talk. I don't know who it is." And Cox goes, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was me." <laughs> Only one guy I know that would volunteer to put his name into uh, yeah. "I just ate crow." I just wanted everybody. To... Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I asked Tommy about it after the race. He said it was a chick, and it wasn't anybody in the industry. <laughs> she watching the race? I don't, know, I don't know, dude. Like, it's like the whole like LeBron. Nobody believed in me thing. Like, they just whatever, whatever works, bro. Whatever, whatever this is for my ex-girlfriend. You said I suck. Yeah, this is my babysitter in fourth grade. She never <laughs> believed in me. Like whatever works, Tommy. You got third. Good job. You know. So, um, uh, yeah. I knew for sure it was not Steve Cox. Only Steve Cox would think it was Steve Cox. Of course, of course. <laughs> awesome. Can we? Oh, I don't want to get into that press tent stuff. He he was talking. It's, like, it's like a soap opera over there. He was talking in the press tent. You know, he talks super loud, and he's like. Dude, I want to try hash. I want to try LSD. <laughs> I, I mean, and, and, I, and I'm only saying this. I'm repeating this. He's because already hallucinating in real life. I'm only saying this because there was 25 people that he was yelling this to. So it's not like I'm sharing a private conversation here. He was telling this at the front of the press tent to anybody who could hear him. That he wants to try LSD and hash. I, I don't know. I can't make that up. Seriously. Um. Robbie Marshall, fourth place. I, I, and I forgot about him in my local thing on Racerhead, so my bad. Robbie Marshall, good job. He was hauling ass. He yeah. really was. Yeah. He was going really, he really was hauling even ass. in practice. He passed me in practice, and I was like, uh, wow, yeah, you're, you're really good at these <laughs> airplanes. Right. Um, good to see the local guy do well. And, um, hey, what about Monoval Burner's ride, JT? That was good. I mean, too yeah, bad Burner for the first moto, but. For sure. I knew he was ready. I'd been riding with him, obviously, right. and uh, I was pretty bummed how the first moto went. You know, yeah. just you know, your bike breaks in a crash, and nothing you can do. Yeah. Um, but I was happy to see him bounce back and kind of uh, validate, you know, what he had been working on. Second moto. The he's probably out of that team next year, huh? Do, do we do we feel safe in saying that? Our team? Yeah. No, he's in. He's back in. Yeah. Next year. Yeah, he'll be on. He'll be on. Uh, I don't. Well, I don't want to be breaking news or anything, but oh, um, yeah, you're breaking yeah. it for sure. Well, I don't know that that's my place to do that. But, why? Um, why can't? So sounds like he's. I, I, I have a very strong inkling that you'll see him on this team next year. With the other guy, with the new guy, the Canadian champion. Yes. Oh, uh, I don't know about. I don't know about the second part. That's not really my place to say. I, I honestly don't. I honestly, don't know what the situation with the with the other guy. But I'm pretty no, sure the burner will be back I, there. I'm pretty sure the other guy, the Canadian champion, will be there because you know the Canadian team says that they have a first rider refusal, so they're battling over it. But I don't think the right. Canadian yeah, team I is don't. taking him to Supercrosses to match the terms right. of the contract. But um, yeah, I don't know that part. Oh, I, I do know the burn part, and that's that's well, good for him. Safe. I just had heard that he was talking to other teams, so I was thinking he was out. You know. Um, well, I think he was because I don't. You know, at this point of the year, when you don't have a contract in front of you, you have to. You know, but well, uh, I, I think well, that's all put to rest. Now. One, of the, one of the good guys in moto, and I'm glad he had a good ride. Um, he had a needle poking him. Wygant, did you hear about that? What? He went from like fifth to tenth in the second moto, and yeah. I and I was like, "What's going on?" And I and it turns out like his it happened in like a lap. Yeah, he had a yeah. 
they sewed his butt patch on, and whoever sewed it on left a needle in there, and it was poking him in the leg. A needle. And he said he had to reach, to slow down, reach down in his pants, grab this needle, and pull it out. A sewing needle. Wow. Yeah. So once he pulled the needle out, he then went promptly past those five guys back. <laughs> so I'm almost here's what disappoints me about that. I actually hung out with Burner for quite a while on Saturday night because when you hang out with Emig, you hang out with Burner. You hang out with Burner, you hang out with Emig. Yeah. I, I like it. Burner's like I, I call him now our, our designated racer. Like, and here's the one guy who races out of this group. Right. Um. So I was hanging out with him, and a couple times, how was the day? Had it go? That first photo sucked. Didn't mention the needle. Hmm. You think that'd be the first thing you'd bring up? Well, I mean, maybe you're just not as much of an investigative journalist like myself. Yeah, very disappointed in myself. I'm gonna, for now on, when I see a racer Saturday night, the first thing I ask, do you have any <laughs> needles poke you in the ass or anything that you want to mention? Uh, what about Rookstool? Rookstool did good, fourteen twelve. Is he a motocrosser? Is he back? What's he doing? I feel like Kevin I think he Rooks- does the enduro cross series, but he's always been more of a he's more of a, a motocrosser that races enduro cross than the other way around. But what, I, yeah, I, would, I agree. What do you know about he's Rookstool? He's being painted the other way. What do we know about Rookstool? Anything from Washington, right? From Oregon. Uh, he's a Pisces. Um, he he likes he likes <laughs> long walks on the beach. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I wouldn't know Kevin if he was sitting here watching Jaws with me. I had no idea. Um. What else? Uh, Bobby Canari? He's gnarly. He was up there in the second moto around 10th or so, but fell. So he went 12-21, and he went to Canada the next day and went 2-3 up in Canada on a rough sand track. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that is. Canari. Yep. It's that time again. Time for a commercial. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show. Listen to these commercials from BTOsports.com. Use the code Steve. And JT Racing. Thank you, JT Racing, for coming on board. Listen to these commercials, support the sponsors, and yeah, then we'll get back to the show. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike car body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped at anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex feel gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over. Phil Nicoletti, what about Filthy Phil? Oh, I felt so vindicated, JT. If only I could have pulled you off while you were racing and showed you Phil running in sixth. When I told you... When did I I ever say that he doesn't go fast? I said to pick him for your stupid fantasy league, and you were like, no. How did that work out? No. 
Well, I still, I guarantee you, still got a lot of points for you because you got 13th in a second moto. It wasn't that good. That was not a good pick. Filthy Phil is fast. Everybody, I, I've never argued otherwise. <sighs> What's going on with him, though? <laughs> he can't. He can't do it. He just can't. I've never been so frustrated by someone I barely know. Oh. <laughs> uh. I don't know, man. It, it, that's that's how this sport is. I feel like some, it, yeah. some guys are some guys are really good at going really fast, but have a problem, you know, right? Doing the whole moto because of you know somewhat because of that. Yeah, yeah. And then some guys aren't great at going crazy yeah. fast, but they can maintain that. For, I you know, I guarantee you, there's guys that are pumping gas right now or working at Seven Eleven that are seeing Jason Thomas still racing, going, "I used to beat that guy." Because they would beat you every now and then, JT, or whatever. You know what I mean? But you're like... the. Do you know if they're hiring next year? <laughs> no, I can, look, I can ask. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you just, you're you you're able to finish races and put in good results and work hard and, and do the right things off the track and be nice to sponsors and all that. And guys that were faster than you in the last 15 years have come and gone. Oh, yeah. There's been tons of guys that, right. you know, if we just went out riding, that would probably smoke me, but... Uh, yeah, it doesn't always, it's not always, uh, you know, right. the recipe for longevity. Well, again, did you guys, uh, interview JoJo at all? Is there any JoJo interviews yeah. coming up? JoJo on TV, but I did, uh, I did talk to him real briefly over, he's often hanging up on the Geico rig. Is he just buddies with Ziggy or what is yeah, the reason? I, of yeah, that? I think he's just a bro with Ziggy. He's always hanging out with those guys. Yeah. Right. Sometimes I'll wear the Geico shirt and it's not like he's ever officially working with anybody. By the way, didn't Nicoletti? I just want Nicoletti had bike problems in the first moto. He did. Yeah, he uh, yeah. either got a hole in a radiator or something, but lost all his coolant. Yeah, and second moto did all right. I mean, he the riding, he was going to be able to deliver it to Salomon. I just found it awesome that he left the team. You know, uh, they've had some bad luck, so we're going to turn it around and do something else. And then what happens in this very first race? Yeah, no, it's filthy, man. I, I don't, it's like the anvil, like I always make a joke about. Um, yeah. Les Smith? I'm sorry, JoJo. Yeah, I did see JoJo. It's cool. Couldn't put him on TV, though, huh? Like, what, what do you mean? Like, we're... Oh, we're here with we local We're here with local legend JoJo. You had Georgia Lindsay back this week, and that Kelly chick who lives 10 minutes from my house. Um, yeah. You couldn't have put one of those chicks on the JoJo case? We got to go find Pat Barton and maybe interview LaRusso during a moto. Oh, or? that'd be good, too. Yeah. We're here with Tony LaRusso. Hey Tony, <laughs> Larusso got what did he go sixteen fifteen or something? Dude, Larusso Larusso went fifteen seventeen. <laughs> That's ridiculous right. in the two fifty class. Yeah, how old is Larusso? You think JT? I mean, he's got to be fifty one. <laughs> he's got to be Mike Brown, if not older. He's got to be older. In ninety six, he was winning Southwick. And he was like a, he wasn't a young guy then. It's not like he was just some kid. Mm-hmm. He was already a, like an NASC veteran. You know? <laughs> Funny. Uh, I, I, I yeah. dare, I wouldn't dare put an age on that. Um. Funny, funny moment in the pits there, uh, Wygant. I like how Wygant never strays away from Fro, by the way. That's awesome. But anyways, uh, yep. uh, um, you got to go your own way, bro. Anyways, Fro. When he does the track walk, I, I, I go. I go my separate ways, but if we're in the pit, he goes and has a beer at the American Legion. Uh, Fro yeah. Kelly and Wygant were in the 
btosports.com team truck and and Kelly was getting a sort of a primer on goggles and I mentioned the maxi pads for sweating and I think she thought we were joking. Luckily, I almost lost it during that conversation actually because at least three times she asked, "Now please, now tell me again where do you put the Vaseline?" And I'm <laughs> 10 feet away and I'm doing everything I can to not right. just lose my mind laughing. <laughs> Um, at this conversation. Well, I think at first she was like, yeah, that's disgusting, you sickos. But, I mean, everybody kind of knows that that one of the tricks of the trade in goggles is to use a maxi pad for more absorption of sweat on, on the goggle. And luckily, there was a pair lying there with, with that on there. And then I saw her goggle thing, and she didn't talk about that. Why, Gant? Is, that, is it too X-rated? Yeah, I think she backed out. I think she backed out. Maybe she didn't trust us. I think 49% of her thought that this was some sort of bizarre, like, you're the new person prank. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, you're the proper goggles that you need maxi pads and Vaseline. <laughs> Talk about that on the air. Yeah. That's what you want. Yeah, right, right. You got to lube the goggles up and then use the maxi pad. <laughs> um, I don't know. I thought it was pretty funny. She was definitely, like, super uneasy, wondering what was going on. Yeah. Lots of Vaseline, lots of maxi, maxi pad talk. You usually would do that, too. What did you think of Georgia Lindsay? She was back. She was... uh she didn't get Wally pipped, uh, like my prediction uh, came to. My prediction didn't come to fruition. Just like that's JT, debatable, though. that's debatable. Just like JT, your prediction that we will not see Izzy Davalos or Millsaps for the rest of the year is not going to be not going to happen. We are going to Izzy missed a flight, but come <laughs> on, did he really? Come did he? On. I don't that's, know. That's I mean, what you're going with. Why wouldn't they just say he was injured? Why wouldn't they just say he's not ready to come back? I don't know. Seems like seems like could have gotten there somehow. I would think yeah. so too. No, I agree. But anyways, look, sounds like we're on the verge of seeing Izzy coming back. What or JT? Which means your predictions that these guys who have contracts next year, they're animals. They're workout warriors. I wonder. I wonder what Mitch thought when Davalos pulled right in front of him in the which moto would that have been? The first moto, and seemed to be fine. Bike was running, seemed to be okay, and just got on and rode off. Nah, I, I'm not tight with Davalos, so I don't. There could have been something else wrong, so maybe there's that. But I'm just saying, Mitch, there's your guy right there, pulling in, going back to the truck. Wasn't your um, wasn't your alternative filthy Phil? I suggested <laughs> Phil. There isn't a motorcycle made that can withstand Phil's speed right now. They're still working on making a motorcycle withstand <laughs> Phil's. Raw, blinding speed. Now that the space program is shut down, NASA has a CRF-450. Trying to Nicoletti put, written on the side plate. Trying to put heat shields on. Trying to put space arms on. Something. All right. Let's go with um, let's go with 250 class. Uh, well, what do you think of Georgia Lindsay? Uh, it was I a tough was situation good. for her because she did good for what she did, but those pieces are so weird. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it was cool they put her on the show, but I think it's kind of a tough situation for her. It's just she is when you're shooting though, because she was supposed to still be doing what Kelly is doing. So it's not like she's back and got her job back. Kelly's still there. Yeah, uh, I think that they're just correct? trying to um, keep her keep her name and face out there, so like everybody could still. But they could have just said you're done. So I think this is a, we'll we'll try to keep you in the mix, keep you in the loop, right? 
But you're like, it, yeah, she almost has been Wally Pipped. They found other people that were good. So this is just trying to like, she they could have released her from the team, but instead they're keeping her on the bench, but she's not the starting first baseman. Right. She's like Ryan Morris. She's now a team manager. Um, on the team. What about, uh, is Kelly going to do the rest of them? Is she, I thought Kelly said she had something going on. No, this is the controversy. They are scheduled to have yet another new pit reporter for the next two races because Kelly has the other series that she, you know, the motocross thing came up late, so she right. already committed to another right. series. So I think this was an attempt that if Georgia could kill it in those on-camera pieces, they would just tell the next new girl to just stay home for Unadilla and Ooh, so we Bill City, but, so, but I don't know. So we, we got to wait and see. We got to see what happens. I've heard... Different stories from different people. Oh, normally how very projects exciting. like this work. Very exciting news. We'll see what happens this weekend. Um, yeah, I, even if we find out, let's not say it. So you have to tune in. Yeah. Uh, myself, Georgia could do any, could just, she could be do, saying anything. Like she could be saying Steve Mathis is the, the Antichrist, and I'd just buy it because of that accent. Like, I mean, whatever she wants to say. Like, Steve Mathis is a real fat, big fat asshole, and uh, everybody hates him, and I would just love it. Just whatever. The accent. Yeah. You know? So. Accurate reporting. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Two fifty class. Let's move on to that. Um, if you didn't follow eleven ten mods on Twitter, you missed out on the six hundred tweets about Mike McDade picking up um, Will Hans' bike. Pretty cool move, though. Gotta say, good, good, good job by uh, by McDade. Not only picking up, helping out Will Hahn, holding the bike until Will got up. Like here you go. Yeah. Don't forget. This is the guy who a couple weeks ago I revealed in the podcast once asked for Michael Lefty's <laughs> autograph just so he could crumble up the poster and throw it back in Lefty's face and say that no, I hate you. No, he came on Twitter and disputed that. Did you, did you not – were you not part no of that? No way, really? Yes, yes. He um, – I don't know what happened. He, he something Somebody said something about him, but attached him to a tweet, and he hit me and you up. I think he hit you up too and said that's not oh, yeah? what I did. That's not true. I got a picture of him with a crumpled up. Michael Lessie poster in his hand. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> really? Did he not? Really? Yeah, I know he had a picture of it. I, I will admit I wasn't at the race where this happened. Yeah, but. but. Uh, let me tell you, it was the talk. The talk well, of the District 5 area. Right, I don't know. Something happened with Mike McDade and a Lessie poster. Something went down. Photo evidence says differently. Yeah. Um, hey, I, I was. I think McDade is one of those guys. He He's a totally different guy than he was back in those days. He was a pretty reckless youth in the. Western Pennsylvania oh, motocross scene, and uh, I think he's changed his ways. So I think you could see it is possible for a guy to be the poster thrower and the bike picker upper all wrapped into one. Well, JT seems to seems to disagree with that. So um, I, I know I'm kind of alluding to what Wagan said too. I was more alluding to his previous exploits. So maybe he is. Maybe he is. Do we start off talking about Blake Baggett or Cole Thompson? Where do we start with the Southwick 250 preview? Review. What are we? Just want to go with but bag it, you guys? Probably with uh, 15th. Yeah. 15th or first. Which one are we talking about? I was one of those guys that was like, hey, you just got to limit the damage. Baggett's just got to limit the damage that he's going to get from Justin Barsha, who will, who will go 2 1 or 1 2 or 1 1 or, you know, at, at his track. Um, but uh, talking to Bones at Pro Circuit, the suspension guy afterwards, he was just. I can't believe we won Southwick. I can't believe we won Southwick. Um, it's been a, a place of demons for Pro Circuit over the years. But um, a 3-1 got it done um, in, in a great second moto, although 
truly, you know, I know there's not, I know that you can say, look at the scoreboard, look at the points. Eli Tomac, to me, was the real winner of Southwick. That guy was unbelievable. But Baggett did a great job, huh, again. Yeah, um, that was that was like otherworldly. And here's what made even less sense. Not only was the speed ridiculous, but Baggett, who we know is super in shape and whatnot, and he rides the bike the rhino way to help conserve energy. <laughs> even he admitted he was completely just, he, that was all he had. Like, yeah. he was dead at the end of that moto. So Tomac was going like four seconds lap faster late in the race and also not tired, like still putting in a charge. Like, man, he must have been feeling it. You know what I mean? That's not just pure fitness. Obviously, he just had, you know, he was in a good rhythm or something. You know what I mean? Baggett and Roxon push each other for sure bad. They they push each other to the brink. Right. Um, but it's like watching a marathon and then the last mile, some dude sprinting like Usain Bolt in the last mile while everyone else is like, well, of course they're tired. It's a marathon. JT, you probably didn't see the second motos because you were getting ready for your moto and it hasn't been on TV yet. Eli Tomac. Actually, we went we went first, so I went down there after and watched it. But whatever. <laughs> so you, Was what, he riding WMX? Were you recovering from your moto then? Maybe. Sorry, I just you know. No, I actually I went down. Uh, I, I got actually, a mule and went down onto the, and watched from the hill. I actually do have an issue with this 450 going first. I asked maybe four races ago. Uh, some I asked somebody, "Hey, are 450s still going first? Like, I can't wrap my head around this after going to the Nationals for 15 years and having this the small bike go cl- first. I'm still having trouble with this. Well, we've, we've had a couple where we didn't. It's uh, I know. A couple times. I know. Yeah. Anyways, um, okay, so, JT, Baggett, I, but Tomac was 20 seconds down halfway through that moto. 20 seconds. And, and not really catching them, like just sort of riding, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, hey, Tomac went two seconds faster. That lap. Oh, hey, Tomac made up another second and a half. And all of a sudden, I don't know what I was doing, but he was right on them. It was phenomenal riding. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I, I was in the same boat as you. I was just watching, and the, the moto was pretty boring, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roxon had a gap, then Baggett was back there, and then Tomac was way back there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm watching my fantasy guys, and we're, you know, just. Talking about this guy, talking about that guy, and right. you know, watching racing all through the pack, and then all of a sudden, I look up and uh, there goes Roxon, Baggett, and Tomac <laughs> is right there, and I'm like, "What?" You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. I put it together in my head. Honestly, Did they both crash? Yeah. Did he cut the track? You know what happened here? It and, seemed uh, like it, it yeah, seemed like he made I mean, up just, ten seconds in a lap. On, yeah, just, it was it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. Great. It was very Baggett esque. Yeah, and and you know Tomac obviously qualified. Fastest in both practices, and he won the first moto going away. So, I mean, it was his race to – and he tied with Baggett in points. So, But, man, phenomenal racing. His dad's gnarly, too. Oh, John Tomac. I heard he raced mountain bikes, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, mountain bikes. Good. Dabbled. Wow. He, he was good at it, too. Cool. Hey, wow. but, but for real – Good for them. For real, Tomac, John Tomac, he did the Tour de France, didn't he? I'm not sure. I think he did. I didn't know that he was really big on road cycling, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna Google. Uh, I'm gonna Google this. You guys talk. Oh, great. Speech, uh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, how's Florida? How's the weather <laughs> down there? It's, hey, with uh, uh, it's about the rain right now. Yeah. Well, I'm in New Jersey this week, so you were giving it to because we just had it and it's on its way out. It's headed down the eastern seaboard. 
Hey, with Tomac. I need J-Lo so Let me go find the sand pitch here. I'm sure he's there, and what I, from what I can tell, he's probably running podium. Training for comeback. Pace. Yep, at podium speed, I'm sure. Once he comes back, look out, it's on. He finally ran out uh, of money and got his head on straight. But I, uh, you know what? I never actually heard. Was he really sitting on a pile of cash, or was that gone? I don't think I actually did believe. see him in Vegas actually sitting on a pile of cash, sprinkled with flow. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at. Like he, that's my point. He like, doesn't even surprise me. He didn't. If that do, literally did happen. If you show me photographic proof, I'd be like, "Yep." He didn't do. He has his own Wikipedia page, by the way. In case you're wondering, he didn't do the tour to France, but he did the tour to Italy. He did the the Paris Robot. Robe tour. Tour to Italy. That's at the Olive Garden, isn't it? Yeah, tour tour to Italy. Um, and he did. Uh, he competed in European events with the Motorola team. He did a hundred road road events. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, that's gnarly. Hey, it's gnarly. So JT on Tomac here, Tomac's son who races motocross. Um, it's. Agate, who's in awesome shape, is getting that tired battling with Roxton at one pace. And then pace B, four seconds left faster, Tomac not getting tired, closing in on those guys. Does that just show that some days when you're feeling it and you're in the right lines and things are just going your way, you just don't get beat up? Is that well, the difference? Allow me, to, allow me uh, to take this. Allow me to take this, JT. The um, question was for me. Stay out of this. Um, I think it's, it's very uh, situational, like with the track, how comfortable you are. Uh, I, I don't think that Blake Baggett's best track is Southwick by any means. So for him to be on the lead pace and to win the moto, he probably had to exert more energy or, you know, maybe not exert more energy, but probably wasn't as comfortable as some tracks going that speed. So, you know, that leads to being, being more tired, you know, at the end of the moto than the normal. That's, that's my opinion. So you can jump in any time now, Steve. Uh, yeah, I was just going to just second there. You, you can ride the sand, and you can get into it, and you can flow, and you can be good at it, and it's just easier for you. And it's more of a sand situation than a normal track situation. You're just, you know, really good in the sand. Well, you're both incorrect. Okay. Yeah. Clearly, Tomac trains harder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we you, all know. Yeah, just, we all know that's the answer. Right, and just wants it. Um, it's like wants it more. Yeah. Hey, Ford would agree with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Marvin Muscan once again, two five fourth overall, just misses the podium. I think this is his fourth 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 overall on the year. Uh, there's not much else uh, moving Marvin the Martian can do. He's, he's you know got to got to get a podium here. Did you guys watch the first first two laps when they were showing Marvin? He was all over the place on TV. I mean, mistakes, almost crashing. I, I've ne- I've really never seen him really look like that before. It was kind of strange, actually. I, obviously, he smoothed out and you know mm, was yeah. on a good pace, but yeah. it was weird. I if, if you go back and watch it, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But he almost crashes numerous times, missing lines, jumping over ruts. It's kind of weird. So I'm not sure what that was about. Um, yeah, uh, Marvin's got to get in there. Why well, again? Do you think Barsha? After the race, man, he's been really good to interview this year, Barsha. I don't, I don't know if that's Stanton, who, of course, was a media darling in his days. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if that's yeah. Stanton or what, but, man, Barsha's been really cool to talk to this year, even in I agree. the shitty races. And this was a shitty race. He was favored to win, favored to make up some points, 
He went 7-4 on the day. But afterwards, he had no shoes on, standing outside the truck with no shoes on, his Team USA shirt, and he was laughing and kidding around. So, uh, anyways, good for him for, for, for facing the music or the slash media. But do you did he did he choke? Did he what what was his, your analysis of the day? I mean, he kind of just chalked it up to crashes, and I mean, he was in third in the second moto and crashed by himself. But what do you think, Wygant? Yeah, first of all, I saw him um, after the race <clears throat> upstairs in the truck. It's probably different, but similar state of undress. Same thing. Cool to talk to because I actually, you know, I saw my shack over there from the team. And I'm like, is Justin in there? Does he want to talk? Like I was fully expecting that right. he had already like barged yeah. off, yeah, and like punched holes and things and kicked Kevin Tappy in the face for no reason, something like that. Right. Like it's one of those barshes. Yeah. But um, no, yeah, he was super cool. Um, I I think most of the results were just circumstances. I mean, he did get stopped in the second turn of the yeah. first moto and came back from last ish whatever, 35th to 7th. And he was in third um, in the second moto when he went down, and Tomac eventually caught the leaders from even further back. So who knows, down the stretch of that moto, if he could have become a factor and even caught Baggett. But, I mean, mostly it was the crashes. I don't know if it's choking. I think it's just, you know, second turn yeah. crash and hitting a tree. That's kind of random. Yeah. It's, it's, it's But I don't feel like there was any moment where you were – like Tomac style, saying, right. "Oh my God, this dude freaking crushes this place!" Like I didn't think he, I didn't think he moved through the pack as fast as I thought he would in that first moto. You know, right? Um, like thirty fifth to seventh or whatever on a track hard to pass on, and you're getting roosted and everything is good. But I still don't feel like you saw moments like right. with Tomac. He rode even better than the results indicate. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you saw that from Barsha. Yeah, and the results for Tomac are one three, and he rode better than that. <laughs> you had to be. Yeah. You had to be yeah, there, right? Exactly. He did. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. He was. He was. He was good after the race, man. The guys. Guys. Pretty. Pretty cool. Um. Hey, how about the Geico guys like like Jeff Myshack? Like, is it? It's obviously not just me, but I walk by and he's like, "Hey, do you need anybody to talk to? Do you, do you want? Do you want me to get somebody? Like, if there's nobody, like, and I'm just like, huh? Like, you know, you just good on them. Good on them for doing that." Do you want me to get Eli? Do you want me to get? I'm like, no, it's all right. I'll wait or I'll come back or you yeah, know. Yeah, he brought mean? Zach Bell over and he talked to him after the race. Yeah, pretty cool. I think that's a proactive approach. You know, if you're a reporter, that's the truck to go to. You now get five stories in one truck. Yeah, hard to beat that. Yeah. You can go over to Chaparral and get one Andrew Short interview or five guys. Yeah, just imagine if they had Wyndham over there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and speaking of Andrew Short, bad race. He took off early, just left. Um, not happy. Brooks said, I wasn't angry. I told him I wasn't angry. I told him I was disappointed like a dad. <laughs> I know, just worse, right? Worse. Um, but, yeah, Andrew faded in that second moto. It wasn't good. But uh, back to 250s, what about Zach Bell? I was uh, uh, hanging out with Paul Lindsay on Sunday morning, and he called it. He called Zach Bell's whole shot. He called it. He knew it. He knew it was going to happen. But uh, big on calling, big on calling. He, he is. He really likes that. Um, he is, and he's always got buddies. It, it never gives a name. There's always buddies, you know. So, uh, anyways, uh, Zach Bell, what'd you think? Why well, you're a big amateur slash off road oh, yeah. guy? So, yep, I barely even dabble in this professional motocross thing. A little side job for me. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. But it was funny. I, I felt smart because when we were talking to Kelly, the still current pit reporter, who, you know, is still pretty new to this whole thing, I said, there's two things you're going to see today. First, unlike any other track, some local dude who you've never even heard of will be up front at some point. He'll be like, who the heck is that? It's the only track where that really happens. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that as a potential story every other place, but it doesn't come true. But here, it actually will. So I was pumped on LaRusso, Robbie Marshall, whatever. And then when I was introduced to Zach Bell, I go, now often what happens with these kids is they are so fired up that they completely haul ass in their first race. Yeah. And they're probably thinking, well, this is going to be pretty easy. Just right. give me a few more weeks and I'll just start reeling off wins. And yeah. then it never happens again. Right. So, I mean, I'm sure Bell's leaving right now saying, well, I got this. <laughs> yeah. You guys but missed- I'm sure Tomac and Barsha were after their first race and it took them a long time to get back up there. Uh, what happened to him? You guys missed the crash. Everybody missed the crash. Where was it? What does anybody know what happened? I don't know if he does. I mean, I asked him. He didn't really <laughs> yeah. have much info. I was just happy you guys caught the start of the race this year. <laughs> when it started raining, I was getting a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined motocross. <laughs> we did have to call a live pit stop, though. Good thing that yeah. pit reporter girl is used to calling pit stops. Yeah. Yeah, really, huh? You'll see when the TV show is on, whenever that is on today, I think tonight or something. We actually just send it to her and just let her describe it. I what feel, do we know about pit stops? I feel like Brian Staley at Racer X was the only guy that would be very, very excited at the fact that I uploaded that video of his, of his pit stop onto Twitter. As long as it's legal. Yeah, I don't know. I, just, I, want, I want some, allowed? I want some, pat, some back slaps for that. It was great because you had to even know it was coming and have the you know the presence of mind to Come think. On. Let me shoot this and tweet it. Like, that's I'm an ex mechanic, bro. You've had many bikes pull in needing mechanical assistance during the motos. Haven't you? I can recognize when our bike is falling to pieces or needing something. I can recognize that. It's an eagle eye I have. Um, uh, hey, Mookie, sixth overall. Is that Mookie's best finish? Uh, the, the, the moto finish, I think he tied, but it was the best day overall. Best overall, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah I talked to him after. He was he's pretty pumped. He said it was the roughest track he's ever ridden on in his life. Um, Alex, and his brother didn't show up, in case anybody's wondering. Um, Alex Martin did well, seventh. Jesse Nelson, again, eighth. Travis Baker, ninth. You mean Alex Martin's brother didn't show up, in case you're wondering. Yeah. Or you're still on Mookie. Uh, I, I was on, I was on either one. Brother neither brother there. showed up. The younger Neither, mother, the younger Martin, and the older Stewart didn't show up. And and Jeff Alessi was not there either. <laughs> the older Alessi was not there. <laughs> Known for his outdoor fitness and chops, Jeff Alessi did not show up. Too busy posting about Obama on his Facebook. Did you guys see when, that? Uh, when Jeremy Martin's out there, we're going to have Alex Martin, Jeremy Martin, Van Martin, and Martin Davos all in the same race. <laughs> Martin. Ah, don't ruin it. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Um. What else? Blake Wharton fell down in the second moto, and then came from the back. Um. Jason Anderson had a rough day. Thirty-seven eight for Jason Anderson. Sipes, uh, tenth overall, still riding his YZ two fifty two stroke. Probably does not have a practice bike. So you're changing his moose. <laughs> <laughs> He told us, Wygant, uh, on the Pulp Show a couple weeks ago that he doesn't have a practice bike, but his YZ250 is close enough. 
Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah. But that's pathetic because this is going on several weeks now. Uh, well, we need to check in and see if he got that bike. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Chance he's had one now. Yeah. Do you guys, do you, either of you think he has a practice bike? I'm going with no. I'm still going with no. KT? Uh, I think that he probably prefers no. <laughs> I think they're like, oh, we'll send you a bike out. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Who was tell- I, had, I had Paul. We we put a uh, we put a four stroke motor in this YZ250. <laughs> we're we're ready to rip. Me, me and Pooh, me and Pooh stayed up all night. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna text him right now. Uh, maybe it'll come back uh, while we're on the air still. Um. Okay. Uh, what else? Um. Uh, Roxon, um, would you consider that a bounce back? Is that a bounce back for him? Well, I mean, yes, but. He got passed late on that moto, which is you know it's happened to him a bunch of times, and he man did he fade after that? Like what did Baggett win by? What how many seconds? Ten, twelve? Yeah, I, yeah. I I don't know. I guess it's a bounce back because it was his first podium in what four races or something. Um, yeah, but man, you have to I, run the. Yeah. I hated to do this, but they decided to run the. Ken Rocks and getting passed on the last lap or two of motos this year, real. Oh, they did. Yeah. Yes. Once he got passed by Baggett, and how? I got in my headset. They're like, "We got the real ready. We got the real ready. Here we go. We got the clips of Baggett getting passed." And I'm like, uh, "Or uh, of Rocks getting passed." And I'm like, "Uh, this is gonna hurt." What? What? How many times was it? How? How many did you have? Like, how many times has it been? I mean, you start going through. It was the very first moto of the year. He got passed on the last lap by Baggett. Um, both motos at Bud's Creek. Second moto at High Point. Um, I don't know. Is it so happening? Four, it happening yeah. Red Bud? I can't. I mean, it's it's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. You I see the clips, and you're like, because it's 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 like the same exact scenario almost each time, too. I mean, I you know, Baggett said himself that he that was all he had, and it was only because Roxon had a little bit less that he was able to win. <laughs> you know, like, um, but to, I, that's a little disturbing to. And I don't want to say he gave up because Roxon's a champion. He's a winner. He's not going to give up. But that's a little disturbing, JT. Don't you think to pull that much out at the end of the race? Yeah, I mean, I think he gave it all he had. I mean, what do you, you know? Right. What do you? He didn't really have anything left. I think he pretty much blew up trying to hold Baggett back there. And I've been in that situation, not obviously for the win or whatever, but when you're trying to hold someone off into everything you have, and they yeah. finally make the pass. It's just like, right. you know, you exhale and it's over. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, yeah. you know that you don't have anything left. It was everything you had to hold him back there, and it's just like, you know, someone pops your balloon and it's over. Uh, Jake Canada had bike problems both motos, hence the 39th overall. Um, who's Jacob Hayes? He went 16-16. Amateur. He's been racing, though. He raced Butts Creek, I think, was his first one. Yeah, I've seen the name. So, good, good job for him. Bogle was... Uh, he was supposed to be on the uh, Suzuki City team. Oh, he was. But he's kind of. Oh, yeah. He kind of got left out in the cold when that deal went south. Right. Um, Ryan Zimmer. Getting... He gave him a bike for Supercross. I don't want to say the guy screwed him, but that's kind of. He probably would have been higher profile and would have had a better ride, but it didn't quite work out. Ryan Zimmer, um, getting trained by Tim Ferry, now, I guess. Really? Yeah, that's what he said in an interview on Racer X. Um. Who knew? I asked. Uh, I had lunch with Tim Ferry underneath a Honda truck um, on the day, and he ke- he told me that every all the people come up to him and they're like they all want to talk about the Pulp Show or make a joke about me or make a joke about me eating or Summer Cross or he's like it's ridiculous. Like I feel like 
you know, you're keeping me more famous than I really am. And so we were eating lunch at the Honda truck. Five people came up. Three of them did not know me, had no idea, and two of them did. And I see, see, Red Dog, you're still someone. You're still somebody. Like, we, we would do this little, we had this little game where Timmy was like, do you know him? And three people went, nope. Nice. So, he's still famous in that neck of the woods. I said, do you remember when Timmy podiumed here? And the guy's like, yeah. I'm like, I was a mechanic. And he's like, all right. Just, all right. And then he just started talking to Timmy again. Remember when that guy yelled, you suck at him? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I just thought it was a funny little thing. We were doing a little insi- unscientific yeah. poll right there while eating right. some delicious marinated right. chicken. And don't think that the Honda guys did not let me know about me repeating over and over about their bikes breaking at Southwick. They read. They know. <laughs> Yet they still fed me chicken. I appreciate that, Honda guys. I mean, it's true, though. They have a lot. Of, they had a lot of problems. That's all I'm pointing out. Right, JT? That's it. That's all I'm pointing out. I got out. to the bottom of it, and it was a isolated, one isolated problem. But, yes, they obviously. Well, no. Did, Southwick 2011 did not go well. Yes, but that was one isolated problem. But then. Andrew Short's bike was another isolated problem blowing up, and then Brett Metcalf running out of gas was another isolated program. That was not Team Honda. Short, that was a short Team Honda. Short ran out of gas, too, didn't he? Short, Brett Metcalf was not Team Honda, by the way. He was a Geico bike, but that was a factory Honda bike. I don't think so. Factory Honda gas tank, anyways. No, no. he had. They gave him a gas tank after that. Yeah, I don't short, think that bike I believe, he did run out of gas. gas. It had anything to do with the factory Honda. Yeah, but still. <laughs> that's that's gonna be the new th- that's that's my new thing. Yeah, but still. Um, Doesn't matter how wrong you are, you just say yeah, but still. Right. All right. Uh, Kyle Regal, he did not come out with a vengeance on the merge racing Yamaha. Not sure what's going on with Kyle Regal. We can now officially rule out it being the Kawasaki, the JGR Yamaha, or the Privateer Yamaha bike. It's obviously between the ears with Kyle Regal. Because that dude I feel fast. like the Gibbs guys had mentally prepared themselves for him putting a beat down um, on, on Saturday. <laughs> I feel like they had – much like maybe Millsaps had taught them how. Right. Millsaps came in there kind of built in, ready for it. Right. I feel like they did. You know, they're like, oh, well, you know, now he's going to be fired up. Now he's going to want to show us what's up. He's probably going to go out there and kill it. We know he can ride good, so he's yeah. probably going to make us look bad. He's probably going to go out there and put in his best ride of the year. Right. They had totally prepared for that to happen. Right. But then it still didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. JT, any idea? Uh, I don't know. That, that story's been beat to death. I don't think there's really an answer. Right, right. It's so weird. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay, if their huge problem was he doesn't like the Yamaha, why do you show up on your own Yamaha the next week? Like, well, um, Kenny said that last year he was standing with Regal at Hangtown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, and Regal was just bagging on the Yamaha nonstop. Right, right. So, so you get out of your contract that you're being paid to ride on, and then you show up on a stock Yamaha, or basically? Right. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. You're He's very flawed. On your team last year, I think he was, he was much better. Last year. On well, a, yeah, he got fifth in a race. I mean, yeah. clearly he was better. He was top ten almost every week. Right. Yeah. Um, you guys want to talk about Nicoletti anymore, or you want to move on? Are we good? I think we've Thompson. covered that. Thompson? Thompson's got a bad shoulder. He faded late in the rotos, and he's got a bad shoulder from his Washougal crash. That's the word on the street. 
So does this star ride going to end up hurting him more than helping yeah. him? You know, at this point, what do you? Yeah, what do you? What do you say, right? I mean, he's getting he's getting dusty clouded. You know what? That's not. It's not that. No, not yet. No, we're not down that road yet. But I can. He's, he's at a, he's at an intersection, and that road's in front of him. He just hasn't the, decided the, whether. He's no, the sign is driving they, down it. They've passed the sign. It says Dusty Clat exit four miles. They're coming up on it, but they're not there yet. And the I'll blinker's you, on. The blinker's no, on. No blinker yet, but I'll let you know. It's just. How do you blame him though? How do you? He's sinking money in left and right. The whole family is following the Nationals as a privateer, and just you know dump you know JT you know what that is he's just lighting fire lighting money on fire basically every week and blowing through it. Or do you take this ride? I you know I don't know. I mean I understand. I just think that right. maybe he should have gone with a 450 or something. I don't know. I, yeah I don't know. Easy for you to say now, bro. Could have been easy for me to say then, but nobody asked me. All right. Uh, BTOsports.com, RacerX podcast, Southwick wrap-up with Jason Thomas, Jason Wygant. Good times, guys. Um, JT, hopefully this weekend Unadilla goes better for you than a 22-21 because that, I really feel for you that, that that's terrible. It's all right. I mean, it's whatever. I did it to myself. Don't feel sorry for me. Hey, Wygant, can we get, can we get JT some sort of farewell lap at Elsinore? Uh, did they, they did, do we do it for ferry? Wasn't there a ferry lap or something that uh, he didn't know about? It was the that? year. It was the year after. Oh, the year right? after. Yes. So at Elsinore next year, then. Yeah, I'd rather see it this year because we didn't know Ferry was quitting then. We didn't know Ferry was retiring right. when he did that. We know right. JT's retiring. Well, he's racing in Germany, but that doesn't count. So, seeing as you're, why can't you guys are effing me on that other thing? Can we can we get him on this thing? What if I just got yeah, something sure. on TV like a shout out that this was my last race? Yeah, they're, they're, something that would be good. J- J- Weech, come on. Okay, consider it done. It's done. We'll make it happen. Yep, there we that's go. Simple. That's simple. That's simple. Can I you do power. that? Can you do that? Yeah, you can do that. You can say, "Hey, I need thirty seconds to talk about this fucking idiot." No, thirty seconds. I'm not asking for thirty seconds. No, no. We, oh, on TV, that's easy. I have absolutely no ability to make the victory lap happen, but I'm gonna victory. Make it happen. Anyway. Victory lap. I'm just gonna do it. Victory I mean, they lap. They can clothesline me off my bike if they like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just go for it. Yeah, but before the parade lap, do another one. Like do one. I don't know. How do you time it to make it look like this is not a parade lap? This is something special. Uh, let me tell you, if Coombs clotheslines you, that's some bad PR. If he, if he, if <laughs> that does happen, clothesline. You know, like <laughs> he's got a bad knee. I saw it taped up. I can, I can get away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, JT, at Elsinore, second moto, just do another lap. What are they going to do? That's what I'm saying, yeah. Right. After when the checkered flag flies, just I'm just going around again. Yeah. Yeah, do it. TV, TV shout-out will hook you up. No problem. Right. I can even do it as early as this weekend if you want to schedule it in advance. No, we got to do the last race. But if he hurts himself, doesn't make it, what then? So, yeah, I don't know. It's a gamble. Pizza. Yeah, I mean, man, you got to play the cards close to the vest there. I know you're my I'll boss. Why, I know you're my boss, Wagant. But if you don't do this, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. <laughs> but still, can I commentate it like a wrestling video? <laughs> but still, but still. <laughs> well, if the clothesline happens, I'll be glad to commentate that. Right. <laughs> that is my specialty. Um, can we get yeah. sexy boy? Can sexy part? No, is a part. The sexy boy or party boy? 
Sexy boy. A sexy boy. <laughs> sexy boy. Michael Hunt. <laughs> All right. Good times, guys. Thanks for doing the uh, the podcast, and uh, we'll see both of you jerkies this weekend. All right. All right, guys. See you. See you. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200 episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.